Hey friends, and welcome to the Dreaming in the Hollow podcast. I'm your host, Diana Gonzalez Hansen, and I'm sharing this episode from my apothecary at Mountain Hollow Medicinals in our 1850s farmhouse in Crassbury, Vermont. Mountain Hollow is a heart-centered business which offers transformative healing and education on wellness and herbalism. We offer healing sessions, classes on wellness and crafting, Reiki certifications, and an apothecary filled with herbal medicines straight from our botanical gardens. To learn more about our offerings, please visit mountainhollowmedicinals.com. This podcast is created, recorded, edited, and published by me on Abenaki land in northern Vermont. Today's episode is part of the series on journeying with plants, working with them, communicating with them, and most of all, learning from them. And this is where I sit with the plant itself in in waking life in the garden or make a tea of a specific medicinal herb in order to exchange energy and obtain information about what I may be needing from this plant um, for physical, emotional, and spiritual healing. This is an ancient technique practiced amongst many ancient cultures across the globe. This life-altering practice was brought to me during my time immersed in the Gaia School of Healing and Earth Education. I do not claim to be an expert here on any of these herbs as the vastness of knowledge of each individual plant is seemingly endless. It's also important you consult with your health practitioner, especially if you're taking daily pharmaceuticals, as some plants shift the effects of certain medications. So if you were wanting to try this practice, and at some point I will share um, a recording of myself doing the meditation so that if anyone wants to um, participate in that, you can. So today which feels seemingly perfect. Uh, I'm going to talk about motherwort. This plant has been coming to me for months now. It has been circulating through lots of people around me as not only support for mental health and emotional health and nervous system support, but also healing around the heart so there seems to be many of us dealing with heart palpitations these days whether it be mild or a little bit more severe and of course you know in treatment of some kind or or you know being looked at or or getting EKGs and things like that like I, I had to do that myself what I have found in using motherwort on a daily basis and not a lot um just a little, like half a dropper full or less. So 30 drops, that would probably come out to around there. Even once a day um, has really soothed my heart or what was going on in my heart and lessened the palpitations for me. Um, And there is 
articles and write-ups coming out about the support around palpitations with motherwort. I think people are experiencing this from viral overload and also um, catching the current viruses that are going around and even um, for really sensitive folks that have really high autoimmune markers, um, having to choose between the virus and the vaccine was extremely difficult for everyone and I think some people are feeling it from the virus, but also from the vaccine. So it's been really fascinating to just sit back and listen to the discussion going around. Um, I had a viral flare-up in the beginning of last year. I was also very anemic, so my heart palpitations were pretty strong because of that too. Um, so motherwort has really supported me with, you know, heart palpitations are very uncomfortable. They're very unnerving. It can cause a lot of stress just to feel them. They kind of, you know, take your breath away a little bit. Maybe feel like you have to cough. Um, I also had an EKG that came back fine. So I just want to encourage anyone who's uncertain and feeling those things to absolutely check with your um, medical physician as well. Because for some reason or another, with all the variable things going on, this seems to be a common thing. And also... Um, more instances of high blood pressure, I think, with just the immense amount of stress we have all been under. So I've been wanting to come on here and share this episode with you for months now. Uh, January and February are really interesting months for me um, in business uh, and as someone who's just trying to build this place of um, herbal education and spiritual education and healing modality education and safe sacred space for transformative healing. Um, They're usually quiet months in terms of business and I am trying to move with grace with that pattern and and incubate. It is a time where I feel like I should be incubating and I should be resting and um, also be working on some creative projects that I can't normally work on during the rest of the year because things are busy. So um, the schedule for in-person events here at Mountain Hollow is already available on our website at mountainhollowmedicinals.com. Um, I think it's under the events tab. There's about 24 events already posted, and I'm so excited about that after the past few years. And also, there's a lot more that is coming onto the schedule that I'm working on in the background. Classes on um, nourishing herbs, beginner herbalism, um, all sorts of things that I have a nice long list about. And... A new website is coming that I'm really excited about. It's much cleaner. It's uh, lots of exciting new organization. Um, And it's just really beautiful and shares the energy of this place really, really well. So I'm so excited about that. That I don't know when that will be done, but hopefully um, as the spring rolls in, it will be done and up. I Just yesterday, I posted... Um, three or four 
uh, guided rituals and meditations um, by me for you all to purchase if you're interested in downloading um, the downloadable file onto your phone or on your computer and reusing it as much as you need. There's one in particular called the Morning Protection Ritual, um, and it's me sharing my morning ritual with you and walking you through it and sharing the very specific commands and words around protecting your energy and protecting your space before you start the day. It's a really important ritual to do whenever you can. I also started posting talks and or mini courses that you can um, purchase and download and listen to. And these were courses that I taught in the yurt, uh, ones on flower essences, ones on dream work and visions. And these are sort of like really wonderful synopsis of the course. Definitely not as um, full and or in depth as the actual courses themselves. When people come to work with me one-on-one in person in the yurt or in the garden or in the apothecary, but I wanted to share these talks to be available with you um, so that you can access them. If you can't get here, if you're, if coming to an in-person course here is too much and while you're, while everyone's waiting for me to do like the real online courses with videos and PDFs and all those things that I'm also working on in the background, there's these wonderful talks that you can purchase uh, right in the web shop on our website and tune in and get started. It's just a way uh, to get you moving onto something you might be interested in. So lots and lots of things happening here. Um, it's been an eventful two months. I mean, the podcast definitely slowed down a bit, and that's okay. And the podcasts that I had planned for this month have really edged into um, the end of the month. So this one will go out today, and then there's another one that's going to come out um either before the end of February or the beginning of March, that's on um, clinical herbalism and um, mushroom medicinals and things like that. So I'm excited about that too. So let's let's just um, dive into motherwort after those few updates. Um, and also my newsletter will come out just after I publish this podcast as well. So everything's coming out at the end of the month, and that's okay. I think the rhythm has changed and I'm just rolling with it and grateful to be here right now and have this time to myself to share this incredible journey with you. So first I want to talk about uh, what went on during my meditation with motherwort. And I made a motherwort tea, which was probably, I usually do about a tablespoon of plant material to about a quart of water. And I make it light on purpose. Um, I think everyone's constitution is so unique and so complex. And when you're making teas that are way too strong, you're going to have effects like headaches and stomach aches and things like that. And you really want to avoid that, Um, especially if these are more of the potent medicinal herbs versus the nourishing herbs, which are um, more appropriate for like everyday use. So um, that's usually how I measure it and I steep in hot water for about 15 minutes with the cover always on so I'm not losing medicinals and um, things up into the air as the steam escapes. Um, Motherwort. First I'm just going to talk about the plant itself for a minute. I have one here in the 
herbal bed or the teaching garden, which, which is what I call it. Um, that's about two years old now, and it was about 12 feet tall this summer. <laughs> Uh, I, I had no idea that motherwort gets that large. It was absolutely stunning. I mean, it's still a young baby, but uh, really tall, really lanky, these beautiful green kind of reaching hands, like that, like a hand just kind of reaching down leaves, um, and these big um, kind of chunky, stocky, tall, purpley flowers with the leaves coming out. And what I didn't realize is they have these wicked spikes on the flower itself. So, of course, I just went to go touch it and I got really um, nipped, which was like a couple things went through my mind <laughs> when I experienced that. And one was, whoops, you don't want me to touch you there. I'm sorry. Right. This is a sacred part of the plant of, in, in some way. And that's why it's protected. So don't touch me. That's the message I was getting from the plant. And the other thing was that, oh, there's like protection. I mean, you know, any plant with thorns um, of any kind like that feels like a boundary plant um, that offers some kind of protection, either in some area of the body or just your energy um, all over. So I've really enjoyed the presence of motherwort in the garden it's absolutely stunning. The bees go berserk over it, and I really enjoy just watching them do their work in the flowers, um, and I really hope it does well here. I get a lot of my, um, if I'm not self-seeding my plants or germinating them myself, I just go across the way, which is very close to me, about five minutes away. There's Newfields Herb Farm uh, in Craftsbury on the Creek Road. And she has a beautiful um, greenhouse of medicinal herbs and all kinds of plants. And her plants are happy. The energy of these plants are happy. They're super healthy. And by the second year, they are giant. And, and I just feel, for me, you know, that's how you know that there's loving energy in the work, you know, in, in the exchange of someone growing these plants, the loving energy shows through the health and wellness of the plant. So that's really important to me, and I do love Peggy dearly from Newfields Herb Farm. So, the meditation. This meditation in particular came at a really good time. So I did this a while back, and I'm just looking at my notes. It came, or I did the meditation after a time of real turbulence in the spiritual realm for me. I had walked into this beautiful or, you know, cooling, typical Vermont swimming hole. Um, I took my kids. It was a really hot day, and it's just about a mile from me, and we just went for a dip. While we were there, I did notice an energy that I couldn't, I couldn't quite figure out. I remember being in the water... And wondering if there was a bear around, you know, I just had this sense to stop and really observe the forest around me and the water and the brook, the stream, the rocks. Or maybe one had just been there and, and passed through before we got there and I was just picking up that energy. I, I didn't quite know. And as I came out, you know, my son was not noticing anything as I came out of the water. My daughter had this strange look on her face. And she asked me if we could leave. 
And I said, okay, let's, let's go. She was picking up on something too. And of course she couldn't quite articulate it either. So we went home and it was a really hot day. We were cozy at home. And that night I had a dream of a man. I was in that place again, where that swimming hole was in the dream. And he approached me, he came out behind the cedar trees. He approached me and around my body, I could see this like opaque white boundary line. Like I was in a bubble Um, and it was like smoky. Uh, It was really interesting. I can't fully articulate it, but um, he approached me and he put his hand through that field around me. And I knew something was wrong. I didn't feel right in the dream. It was a short, quick dream. And what he was trying to do was put his hand over my mouth. And out of seemingly nowhere, I pulled up a sprig of poison ivy. And I put it in his hand. And he backed away. And when I woke up from the dream, I thought, oh, that was a visitation dream. And that's what I call them when you have uh, communications with other spirits from the other side or, you know, oh, there's all kinds of variations. And I thought, no big deal. What I didn't realize was I had tapped into something really, really dark. Um, And it was on that land. That energy was there. Not only was that there, but it had attracted more negative energy just from wherever and it had been building probably for years and years and I had no idea I had never been there before this was my first time and so I had you know all the lessons I teach about boundary work and protecting yourself doing these morning rituals every morning I had just let my guard down that day I mean who would have thought who would have known that this lovely classic Vermont swimming hole would have such a dark energy on it and um in the following nights my my children had nightmares they saw what had happened there previously on that land I had nightmares we were all energetically zapped if you will I mean that's what people call it so I'll just say that and so I had a couple of healing practitioners that I work with very closely and intimately and I trust very dearly and some they're also shamanic practitioners work with me with this because I was down I was zapped I was sick my kids were affected and it was horrible 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 stuff and I got the support I needed and everything was cleared from us everything was cleared from the land and it's much better now but that experience really jolted me it was intense and there's very few experiences I have as sort of like a very clairvoyant person, um, a shamanic dreamer, if you will, or a dream walker is what I call myself rather than shamanic is a dream walker. Um, someone who walks consciously through their dreams, someone who works with spirits, all the things that I do. Um, that was such a challenging moment. So, once that had passed, about a week or so later, I turned, I thought, okay, motherwort is the plant I need right now. I felt like a little kid, lost, terrified, scared, isolated. Who's going to understand me with what just happened? I'm not crazy because my kids <laughs> had their own experience. Um, and then this whole new uh 
understanding of what boundaries really need to be came into my life. And so my all of my teachings around spiritual and energetic boundary work have drastically changed since that moment. So the good thing that came from it was uh, the evolution of me as a practitioner and a healer and a teacher. So thanks for that. <laughs> so just being in that, and I want to describe that sensation of how I felt like a child again, because this is where mother wart comes in. And I think this is the real power of mother wart and her spirit. Um, and I just say her because that's just the energy I felt. It doesn't mean that the plant has a gender at all. I just, everyone has their, you know, unique experiences. You know, some plants I've worked with don't, like gender is not a thing. And others feel a little more masculine or feminine or both. Um, so with motherwort, I feel like it's connected to the mother. Um, and with mother, I think of feminine or divine sort of feminine or this archetype um, or the goddess so in that that place where I was I felt really scared I just did I felt vulnerable I felt scared I felt shaken you know this was close to my house how could this be how could something like this exist all these things were going through my mind um, and so I wanted to work with motherwort um, to bring in support and protection and healing. So in drinking the tea, I sat at my altar and took some time to drop in. Um, and almost right away, the words that came to me was, heals the wounds in the deep inner child. So Wounds of neglect, isolation, fear, and worry. And now that I've had more time with this, something that kind of rolls around in my head at times when we're looking at a world full of, I mean, riddled with trauma and violence and hate and fear. I look at all these people and I think, oh no, you know, what? what's the wound from the child in their body, in their in their spirit. What is it? Is it from this life? Is it from previous lives? And how do we even <laughs> how do there's it's just a lot. There's a there's a lot of work to be done and um with these experiences somehow I've been able to have this new perspective of seeing it widely. Um and it's a lot. I think we all have some of this in some way in our experiences and for some it's it's way more extreme so the energy I felt was like a warm pink light so I felt really wrapped up in this warm pink light and the spirit of motherwort reminded me that we're never alone actually even when we feel it and it looks like it and that it's so easy to forget uh, in this like reality based world or whatever you wanna whatever you wanna call it, it's so wonky um that we have a group specifically for us individually of angels and guides that are always here they're always there. you can call on them anytime they're with you anyway and so I saw angels and guides come in really strongly during this meditation 
The energy was incredibly beautiful. Warm pinks. I think maybe blues, purples. Just this, I, I just felt my whole body let go. And I also felt you know, really relaxed up in my head, neck and shoulders, which is absolutely a place where I hold a lot of tension. And then I also, excuse me, hold tension in my sacrum and the sacrum is just so directly connected to the cranial bones and the neck. And so there's this like back and forth tension that goes on for me. Um, but I felt my shoulders drop and my head fall a bit backwards. My throat and my chest opened up. And I felt my guides right there with me, with hands on my chest. And they said, we never left. And the tears that just came from me, because I was that was such a frightening experience for me to be so uh, unguarded, so surprised. Like, how could this be even happening? How could I be witnessing this? How can my children be witnessing this too? Um, no matter how much experience I have with spirits, I was still shocked. (laughs) So hearing that and feeling that was exactly what I needed to get back in my body and remember that I'm not alone and that I'm, I'm safe. I saw what I saw because I was supposed to because I'm capable of clearing it and I have support around me to help me clear it because it need needed to be cleared from that land because when energy is that way on land, the nature spirits and the guides of that space cannot do their work anymore. So it's really blocked up and it's really unhealthy and there's a lot of energetic suffering that seems to happen. So when you're showed these things, It's really because you have the power or the tools or the support or all of the above around you to cleanse and clear that place so that the nature spirits can come back to that land and and do the rest of the work, whatever whatever it is. I also felt, of course, my inner child, my little Diana, acutely. Um, And I remembered how alone I felt through a lot of my childhood, even though, you know, my grandfather was around, my grandmother was around for a little while, I have like 25 cousins, I mean, I wasn't really physically alone a lot, but mentally and emotionally, um, I felt really alone and um, isolated in the chaos of a big family full of trauma, unprocessed, unhealed, also, you know, mental illness too so I remembered that there was such a sorrow in that isolation and feel and the feelings of being unloved and and um unworthy like that unworthiness comes from those moments where we're we're kids and we're unheard and our either it's like our intuition or something really important to us to us that we need to share or something's happening at school and we need help with and the grown-ups around us just don't pay any mind or they can't they can't for whatever, you know, personal reasons of course or um you're just, you know, completely unheard. So that's a scary place to sit. Um and then it moved me into the grief around that, you know. Why didn't I get 
a mama like some of my friends got who were more attentive, more involved, um, where I felt safer, a mom that I felt connected to, like my daughter feels connected to me, feels like she can say things to me that maybe she can't even say to her brother or her dad, you know, that, um, connection is, is crucial. So, um, in the meditation, at that point, I asked Motherwort to support me with the clearing and cleansing of my energy, sweeping away any inharmonious energy or anything left over from that uh, experience, and offer protection and nurturing support. And that absolute, uh, absolutely was shared with me. I felt that energy. I did feel better. I felt like I was back in my body. I felt more grounded. Everything just kind of slowed down a bit. And it's just been so important to me to continue to work with this plant and continue to learn more about motherwort and understand more. And of course, with each individual herb, there's just, there's so much to know. Every teacher I've had has something additional to add to the profile that I've just begun on motherwort, right? (laughs) So... When I think of motherwort, I think of nurturing, mothering, safety, angelic energy, protection, and a really powerful healer. Really amazing. So I'm going to shift in to start talking about the plant profile. I'm going to go back and forth between my own and um, one of my favorite books called The Herbal Apothecary by J.J. Purcell, um, P-U-R-S-E-L-L, and it's just got incredible full-on profiles in the book that even have flower essence information, which I just really appreciate. So, motherwort, Leonurus cardiaca, and I just want to hone in on that word cardiaca for a minute because cardiac, right? The heart, again, so there's something there for us to know about how it's healing in the heart and like I was talking about before with support for palpitations. Uh, Motherwort nurtures the uterus and calms the heart. The organ systems that are affected are heart, kidneys, and uterus. Let's see what I've got. Yep, I've got the same here. Uh, Habitat. So motherwort is probably native to the southeastern part of Europe and Central Asia, where it has been cultivated since ancient times. Its natural habitat is beside roadsides, vacant fields, waste grounds, rubbish dumps, and other disturbed areas. In other words, it can grow in really uh, rough places. This plant prefers well-drained soil in a partially shady location. Mine is in probably three quarters of the day full sun and it's perfectly happy so depending it all depends on where you are introduced it was introduced to north america as a bee foraging plant and to attract bumblebees this perennial herb is now considered invasive that always drives me crazy when i see that word invasive (laughs) when plants get in that category my mind says okay that means we need it more that means it's showing itself more because we're, we need to be using it 
you know, properly, of course. Um, and that's absolutely true if you think about it in a wider uh, view here with everything that's going on with the level of traumatized society, traumatized communities, traumatized people, uh, this plant would be a big part, you know, or one part of the whole healing of all of us. Um, it's hardy in the U.S. to climate zones four through eight. I'm, uh, I'm in zone three, four. Um, some of the history I found is Nicholas Culpepper considered motherwort useful for removing melancholy vapors from the heart, improving cheerfulness, and settling the wombs of mothers. In the 15th century Europe, motherwort was considered by some herbalists to protect, protect against evil spirits. It's in the mint family. Its herbal actions are a diaphoretic, antispasmatic, it's a ton nervine tonic, and a menagogue, and it's a bitter. Its specific medicinal actions, it calms the sympathetic nervous system, slowing down thoughts, it's good for anxiety, and stress held in the gut, that's huge, calms the heart and the nerves around it. It can reduce palpitations caused by stress, stimulates the uterus, blood flow, and tonifies. It can also reduce fever. Motherwort is a powerful healer to the heart and childhood wounds, a powerful herb for anxiety and stress. Its powerful mother energy comes into your body fully, wrapping you in pink energy, very angelic and guide-like. Come to motherwort when you feel lost, scared, or off-center, when all becomes too much and you feel you have lost your strength. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. <laughs> um... So just a little bit more about the heart for a moment here. So traditionally used as a tonic to calm the heart and nerves surrounding it, motherwort can reduce palpitations caused by stress and anxiety. Herbalist Susan Weed says that taking motherwort each day helps new blood vessels grow to the heart. She calls it a bypass in a bottle. A dose of 10 to 20 drops of tincture taken several times a day can lower blood pressure improve heart action, and strengthen electrical activity in the heart. Uh, and I'll, I'll touch a little bit more on the uterus, the fever, and any contraindications here. So stimulating the uterus, a well-documented herb used in women's health. Motherwort is a uterine stimulant that aids the flow of menses and tonifies the uterine membranes. It is indicated for a cold uterus. A condition characterized in Chinese medicine as when the uterine lining doesn't respond appropriately to the warming hormone, which is progesterone. The vessels that supply blood to the uterus are constricted as a result of this cold response. Reducing fever. This highly underutilized herb is good for obstinate fevers and fevers that have left one drained. Drink three cups of infusion each day to reduce fever and return strength to the body. Motherwort is contraindicated for those taking pharmaceutical sedatives, prescriptions, or heart medications. 
As with many herbs, it should not be taken during pregnancy and while mother is breastfeeding. Motherwort's use during pregnancy is specific. Because it is an amenagogue, it can put the pregnancy in danger of termination, like other herbs that bring on menses, but only if it is taken in tincture form. The alkaloids in motherwort stimulate uterine contraction, but the alkaloids are alcohol-soluble, not water-soluble. Therefore, although the tincture of motherwort, both alcohol and glycerin, should be avoided during pregnancy, pregnant women can feel safe using the tea to treat anxiety. So little tidbits to know. And um, I want to share that after this meditation, I decided to make um, a motherwort glycerate. Uh, I have made a lot of tinctures in the past, and I love tinctures. They're amazing. Sometimes it's better to use a tincture um, over other things uh, for particular reasons, of course. But in this case, I really wanted to start working with glycerate and move away from alcohol and make some non-alcoholic tinctures, which I will call glycerates, um, for people, because I do have many people in my life that um, are recovering alcoholics or just can't uh, ingest alcohol. It really irritates their system and digestive system. They're just very um, high autoimmune or highly sensitive uh, to certain things being ingested. So I made a unbelievably delicious glycerate uh, this summer with motherwort that I have in the shop at mountainhollowmedicinals.com. If you want to try this out, and what I do with the glycerate is just take um, a dropper full, and it's not a whole dropper full. If you get the bottle, you'll notice when you pull up a dropper full, it's really only like one quarter um, of the whole dropper, just naturally. And I'll put that under my tongue and I'll let it sit there for just a few seconds or so and then just slowly ingest it. Um, usually in the morning I do it. If I forget, I'll do it at night before bed. It's really supporting my nervous system along with other things I am also taking to support uh, rewiring and really healing my uh, nervous system functions and responses. Um but I would say motherwort is really supporting me in my evolution and growth in healing. So I do have that glycerate available. And I actually do have a tincture, but it's not bottled at all. So you can head over to the website and uh, read more uh, on the motherwort glycerate listing. And you can order one and I can ship it to you. Or if you're local, you can choose the pickup option and pick it up right here in the apothecary. So although I would love to stay here and just talk and talk and talk and talk about motherwort, <laughs> I do need to move on with my day and finish up some things and get this um, episode published for you all. I'm so excited to be back talking about the plants and I have so many more um, meditations and journeys to share with you that are really personal and um transformative for me and I think working with the plants in this particular way is a hundred percent transformative. I have had about a handful of interns now, uh, young women who are working, um, getting a degree in alternative wellness and need a 40-hour internship and have come to work with me in the hollow, in the gardens with the herbs, processing herbs, 
making herbal products with me and um, learning what it is like to run a business on your own, uh, an herbal business. And part of their internship work was to do these meditations under my guidance and journal and then sit in the apothecary here with my endless herbal book library that just keeps growing and growing and growing. And after their journey um, and the information they received from the plant, uh, complete that plant profile with the um, information from the uh, medical herbalism text and uh, lots of other books that I have here. So it was an incredible thing to witness other people doing this here on the property and see how these plants and the practice of exchanging energy uh, really deeply with plants goes right to these wounds. I mean, immediately and works with you on them and asks you to look and, and bring awareness and talk. So there was a lot of talking too. There was a lot of mindset coaching that I did with these uh, interns as well as they needed in the moment and made sure they had extra care um, outside of working with me as well um, so they could continue to move through this um, because sometimes the effects of working with a plant like this can be about a week or two of sometimes emotional upheaval. Um, it is it is a intense healing work. So it's changed my life and it's it's changed the way I work here at Mountain Hollow and it's changed my garden. <laughs> my garden is slowly shifting over to a giant herbal bed <laughs> versus vegetables, but I guess the greenhouse will always be vegetables. Um, and I, I have all these ideas of using our five acres for a lot of a lot of plant material and a lot of people who need to experience this as well. So I look forward to continuing this series and sharing this with you. And I hope you all are well. And I love hearing from you. I've heard from some people recently about the podcast and how they things resonated with them and it really helped them in some way. And that means so much to me. When I hear um, your feedback, it means so much to me. So thank you all. Thank you for being here and continuing to tune in. Sending so much love. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Dreaming in the Hollow podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes to learn how to connect to our wonderful guests of the podcast, as well as find additional relevant resources on the topics we discuss. Learn more about what I do at Mountain Hollow Medicinals here in Craftsbury, Vermont at mountainhollowmedicinals.com. Here at Mountain Hollow, we offer Reiki certifications, one-on-one healing sessions, mindset coaching, an herbal apothecary filled with magic, and wonderful products to support you on your journey. To support this podcast, uh, please leave a review, subscribe, or leave a rating on whatever podcast platform that you tune into, whether it be Apple or Spotify or any of the others. We welcome testimonials as well. And if not, no worries, just enjoy the podcast. And we're so happy to share 
these amazing discussions with you in hopes to empower you to have more options and access to things to make healthier decisions for your mental health and physical health and spiritual health. Thank you so much for tuning in. Love to you all.